0: Episode 245, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 12, The Real Deal.
1: Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place.
0: Hello and welcome to welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I have been joined by
2: Hi, it's it's Samantha.
0: And how are you doing, Samantha?
2: I am doing well. How
0: are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um I I hear that um you might have liked this episode based based on the fact that you've watched it how many times now?
2: <laughs> 4 4 times. <laughs> <laughs> In two days, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think this may be my favorite episode of the entire series.
0: That's that's strong words. Yes, that's strong words. I mean, that's like Black Panther being my second favorite movie. Like, that's a big statement.
2: Yeah, and you know me, I don't like to rank stuff. Yeah, uh, but. On occasion, if I do feel strongly about something, it's yeah, it's 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 definitely up there.
0: <laughs> so it's, I've watched yeah, I, I've watched this episode once, right? And mm-hmm. <laughs> um I made myself watch it early Saturday because you on Friday said you didn't even finish the episode. Like you, I you did had not. you had to turn it off halfway through. And I'm thinking, why did she have to turn it off halfway through? What this must be something either crazy or terrifying or great or or I don't know what, but what made it so it was too much for her to watch the whole episode? Um, I'm guessing that you just had to turn it off because of time constraints or something.
2: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I had had to get up and go at 930. That's why.
0: (laughs) So I had nothing to do with the episode being
2: (laughs) too intense
0: or too tense or –
2: Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. It, it was it was the perfect amount of tense because I was on the edge of my seat for about oh, the first 45, 50 minutes of the episode.
0: All right. Well, we'll get to it then. We do have some news to talk about quickly, and then we can talk about the episode itself. But four times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If I like something, I am like a five-year-old with a new favorite action movie. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we do have a quick news segment that we want to throw out there about something that's um, the news is, is that it's on the shelf. So we'll, we'll get to that right about now.
1: Shield intelligence report.
0: Okay. So today's news is thematic and it is things that are on shelves And the first thing that we're going to talk about is on magazine shelves. And this is something you brought to our Facebook uh, conversation thread for the podcast. Uh, And and what is that, Samantha?
2: Everybody who's going to be in Infinity War is going to be on the cover of EW Magazine. And there are variant covers.
0: Lots and lots. Lots. There's like 300 of these things. (laughs) Okay, maybe not, but yeah, there's twenty
2: five thirty. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so and, and they're wearing like their, I guess, if there is a spoiler here, it's that they're wearing their, uh, their kind of newish uh costumes, outfits from uh Infinity War. Yeah, so I, I, the Iron Man one was especially interesting to me. Um, I'm not yeah. sure what's on the inside of the covers. You know, if there's any special coverage in there like they did with uh was it Vanity Fair that had that huge uh article that was really, really mm. good about the history of the MCU. Um but yeah these are these are more glitzy, less artsy um as far as the just the style of, of what the covers look like. But yeah, tons. Tons yeah. of these things. So
2: If you're trying to avoid spoilers, stay away from this magazine this week.
0: But, you know, uh, (laughs) um, we're coming close. Yeah. We're coming close. And you got to appreciate that they bumped up the date for the United States so that we could avoid worldwide spoilers.
2: Yeah, I do have a, a tiny little problem with them moving up the date a week. And that's to do with. The fact that there are seven smaller movies that are being released that same day, and they are not going going to get the attention they had uh, with Avengers being on May 4.
3: And
0: I'm guessing that they were probably looking at that date because they knew the Avengers was going to be the next week. Right. And this was kind of their chance.
2: Yeah, so this actually may change how smaller films release their movies around larger films or this may have yeah we'll just have we'll just have to see of course this isn't the first time that uh big movies have changed dates yeah so yeah yeah we'll
0: see well yeah there maybe that's our goal is go see avengers but then also go see a smaller one that weekend too yeah yeah i probably won't do that but it's a nice thought <laughs> so Uh, The other thing that's on shelves that uh, you might be interested in that might be relevant to your interests uh, if you're listening to this podcast uh, is that there are some comic books that are tied into the MCU uh, but not MCU comics. And they are actually Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. related, although they're not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comics. Um, They are variant covers for just kind of random, random comics. But they are taking the artwork that was created for this um, prestige poster series and each of these pieces of art you could get for like a hundred bucks. And um, they – it was a, a kind of a fine art representation of a season and it was done uh, in honor of episode 100 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're good. They're good. But the one that I got is the only one that I thought was just fantastic and it was, uh, the one for this current season. And it had like the broken earth and it had the Cree, uh, Kasias and Sonara. And it had, um, the team. And it's, it's just very, very well drawn. It doesn't look comic booky. It looks more painterly kind of thing. And, uh, but <laughs> I, I had a real struggle buying this because, um, it's on the, the comic that it's part of is Doctor Strange. Uh, it's a miniseries called Damnation and it's this doctor strange thing and uh in the first issue there is one panel that someone alerted me to that man thing was in and so they were telling me you know he he might be in this as you know just as a guest shot for that one panel but he actually might be in it more than that and sure enough that was the first issue for this issue he's on the cover so I had to choose: Do I get the the cover that has my favorite swamp monster on it, or do I get the cover that has my Agents of Shield team on it? And
2: oh, I bet that was tough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like choosing between between two children. I mean, it's this was Sophie's <laughs> choice, you know. And i I ended up choosing Agents of Shield because it is a really, really good looking cover. And the 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 cover that had Man Thing on it was not that great, although there was another variant cover of the regular cover. So the regular cover says Doctor Strange, uh, Damnation, Issue 2, and it has a picture of the different characters. They did a variant cover with the same artwork, but they crossed out Damn and put Tar. And so it's Doctor Strange, Tarnation. I thought that was really funny, and if I hadn't gotten the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. one, I would have gotten that one because it would have – my swamp monster on it with a nice little joke, but I haven't read the comic yet, so I don't know if it's any good. Okay. But I have the issue. So there's that. Yeah. And yeah, you
2: did share that with the welcome to level scene uh, uh, Le- and welcome to level 17. And yeah, it is a really beautiful cover. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I really like that one. Um I, There's only two out so far, as far as I know, uh, as of this date, which is, what is it? March eleven. Um, in the next coming weeks, I think there's going to be the other three, and I'm not sure what what comics they're going to be on. But um, I believe the other one was on an Amazing Spider-Man cover. Uh, but it just it feels weird and random that you have this kind of unrelated thing on the cover, uh, you know, just to create a variant cover. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing to do with Agents of Shield within the issue, other than. They have been, and this is really interesting. They've been doing, um, uh, themed advertisements for agents of shield. And so basically there's like a one sentence blurb and a photo that on the, what you pick up that comic on Wednesday and it's actually talking about the episode that's coming out that coming Friday and they've timed it really well. It's been really interesting to see. Um, but you know, you know, that that's an ad, (laughs) So, so the cover is an ad and there's an ad that's an ad, but nothing on the inside. And Coulson is still dead in the Marvel universe, in case anybody was wondering.
2: In the mar Oh, in, in the comic book, in the
0: comic book universe, he is dead, killed by Deadpool. Uh, So I'm
2: not following the comic books. I just have
0: double reason to hate Deadpool. Now I hate him because I hate him and I hate him because he killed Coulson. And Coulson has yeah. not returned yet, and they actually had a panel in one of the comic books recently with Deadpool, where he says something about, "Yeah, I killed Coulson," and unlike in the movies, he's still dead, and because uh, Deadpool frequently can break the the fourth fourth wall, he <laughs> he knows he's a comic book character, and so he he actually has like knowledge of the MCU in our world, and yeah.
2: That would be very like Deadpool. I know little about Deadpool and that would certainly be very much like him to do something like that.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I hate that character. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's that. <laughs> I hate that character, but that he keeps having guest stars that are my favorite characters. Like I will buy a comic book just because Man-Thing is in it and I'll buy a comic book just because Coulson is in it and they've been showing up in Deadpool comics. So what can I do? I guess mm-hmm. I could not buy it, but yeah, I, I have been. So all right, that's our news. So I think it's time to talk about the real deal. Episode number 100. Man. Yeah. 100 episodes. Let's do it. You
2: know what this means? I what? Syndication for
0: for Agents of Shield. Yeah, but you know what? It's already in syndication. What?
2: Is it? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes,
0: I've seen it on syndication. Like
2: that's right.
0: Um, I mean, we're in a different world. That's the thing, uh, because it used to be yes, you had to make it a certain number of seasons, certain number of episodes, and then yeah, that's the magic number that you get you get your syndication deal. And so they'll continue, you know, making a season even if the the ratings aren't great. Because they've already invested in, you know, what, three seasons and, okay, now we need to do season four so we can get that magic number and then we'll make our money back uh, in syndication. But that is – that's not the situation anymore, I don't think. I I think because of streaming, that just throws everything off. I I don't know. I mean, but – I mean, as far as that's concerned, I mean, it's been in syndication on TV and I don't know how that has worked out but it's also been in syndication on Netflix. You know, yes. like um I mean, it, not strictly speaking, but but sp- the spirit of it is is that syndication spirit. So yeah, but it also means I mean 100 episodes, that is that is a milestone.
2: Yes. That is a Bravo. milestone.
0: So yeah, and I think this will be an appropriate episode maybe for us to um you know, speculate about where things are going and if this will return because I still haven't seen any news yet about a season six. Yes. So
2: I have speculations. Do you have speculations?
0: I do have some speculations. Yeah. So let's talk about the episode. Okay. Mission report. All right. So (laughs) this episode can be summed up pretty quickly. And so I think I'm going to just blast through a summary and then we can talk about some of these topical things. How does that sound to you? Okay. All right. Um, so it's pretty quick and pretty easy. The explosion in the last episode that resulted in an interdimensional rip and that opened up into a fear dimension. At least that's what Fitz called it. And as a result, things like the Cree and lash and LMDs are appearing to the team and freaking them out and threatening to kill them and trying to, you know, take away their hope. Uh, they're doing that until they get shot with bullets and then they dissipate into smoke. Uh, One of the elevators also happens to open on, I think it's level 27. So welcome to level 27. Um, (laughs) It opens to a different dimension. This is a well-groomed city park dimension. And Coulson reveals that he's the best choice to go in the basement with Fitz's gravitonium bomb, which will contain the rip, but could suck whoever sets it off into it. Uh, He's the best choice because he's dying and he tells them, about basically the deal that goal, uh, Ghost Rider's magicy flamey skull power burned through his Tahiti alien magicy resurrection power, and now he's dying. There's nothing that can be done. They do some tests, and sure enough, it's, it's bad. It's really bad, and Daisy and May are mad. They're really mad. Uh, he did this wrong, and he says, you know what? I did what I had to do. I need you to lead shield and blah, blah, blah. And, and Daisy, there is no shield. There is no shield, but she's wrong. And we're going to find out why in a moment, because Coulson goes down ready to shoot fear creatures, but instead finds Mike Peterson from episode one, who tries to convince Coulson that he's still on the operating table dying just after getting stabbed by Loki. But Coulson sees through it, of course, because he's Coulson and Meanwhile, during all this, Deke was out running errands, and those errands included bringing back S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in a dramatic slow-motion walking shot that includes actual Mike Peterson Deathlock, who comes down to the basement, saves Coulson from Mike Peterson, the not real one, and then the two have an awesome battle against Fear Creatures Uh, like the high, like hive and, and low rent TV xenomorphs. And it's cool watching the two of them fight together. And then they use the thing to fix the bad thing. And it works. It's able to contain the rip and the fear things start dissipating and, and not coming. And, um, they don't have, you know, level 27 for much longer. So they go on an elevator to level 27 because it's a wedding and yeah, Fitz and Simmons get married. Also, General Hale is investigating the town that they're in and gets so many Daisy Johnson sightings reported to her that it must be fake. So she pulls out of town while Deke's DNA test reveals he's related to Fitzsimmons. Also, he reveals that he got the wedding ring from pawn shop that looked like the one his mom had that he thinks belonged to his grandmother. So one of us, Sam, do you remember who it was? Because one of us predicted that Deke was Fitzsimmons' child or grandchild. And I don't know who it was. I uh, wish I could say it was me, but I can't say it was me because I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember it being I said.
2: I remember. It was me. Was it you? <laughs> it was me.
0: Okay. Yeah, I as soon as it happened, I was like, we, we called this, but I can't remember who, who of us. Called it. Yep. Deke is related.
2: Yeah, I, I can look back at my notes. I predicted it if, like I think in the last episode in the future, I predicted it because the way Deke thinks, it's very mechanical um, and it reminded me a lot of Fitz. And Deke's father figured out how to turn on the uh, machine that controls the time monolith. Yeah. Which is something like Fitz. It's something that Fitz would do. Um, However, I do not – there might be some confusion. I do not think that Deke is their grandchild. I think he is their great-grandchild because 90 years, that means – Deke would have to be somewhere around his 40s, and then his mother must have had him when she was around her 50s. Uh, so it makes more sense that uh, if you break it down, maybe 20s when people are born um, and how old how old Deke is now, it makes more sense that Deke is their great-grandchild. Oh,
0: whatever. He, he's yeah. he's related. He's a part of their family. And it's a really – I don't know. I, we're kind of starting at the end here, I guess, if I get into this. Yeah. But – um, that's one of those things that you can kind of throw in toward the end of a thing and yeah. say, this wedding, we are seeing the beginning of their wedding right now, the beginning of their marriage, the beginning of their family, so to speak right now. And standing right there, we're also seeing the legacy of their family yeah, and, and that they did have, you know, children or a child and, um, <laughs> then again uh flip side of that um they're also trying to change the future so yeah. that that deek that that member of their family uh could potentially not be born ever anyway yeah. but it does add another level or another layer of meaning when he's talking about his father who dies and they're all doing all these things in the future where they're building on his father's work and it's yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I, I don't mind at all the, the convenience of coincidence Uh, in this situation. I'm, I'm willing to give them the gimme on that.
2: Yeah. And last time we talked about, uh, tropes,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: as long as a trope is well-written, It's okay. Uh, Though you can also argue too many tropes. It it gets a bit boring, but eh, whatever. I liked this. (laughs) This was well done. Very well done.
0: This episode is an episode of tropes though. Yeah. I mean, and they almost have to be. I mean, it's episode 100, you know? Yeah. And so this episode was, it was a greatest hits clip show without being a greatest hits clip show.
2: Didn't you say last week that it would be a greatest hits clip show?
0: (laughs) I might have, but I think so, (laughs) (laughs) but it it didn't have to use the clips. You know, it just used the things from the past and brought the things forward. And so you have all these greatest enemies from the past kind of showing up. And then you have Mike Peterson.
4: Yeah. Well, show
0: up as Deathlock. And helping Colson and then he leaves to walk the earth again. <laughs> and yeah. uh, as the lonely man piano theme plays. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. <laughs> I it was good to see him though, and especially appropriate because he was like the first episode was about Deathlock. The first episode was them investigating this powered individual, and it was him. Now, he wasn't Deathlock yet, but he had power, and yeah, very appropriate to bring him back.
2: And Mike Peterson, if I recall correctly, he is the first character that we met in Welcome to Level 7, or or, no, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Welcome to level seven is us. Agents of shield <laughs> is what we're talking about. Okay.
0: Well, he was the first super powered person. Yes. And the first, uh, non cast member. I can't remember if the first, I'm pretty sure the first scene was actually ward doing, um, the one fight in Europe and being called you know, back and, and, and meeting with Coulson then. Um, Okay. I could be wrong. But then, like, the second scene, it might be flipped, but is Mike Peterson and his kid, you know, like, looking in the window and... Boy, it's been so long since I've watched that episode. I just have these indelible images of the sun looking through the window at the Avengers. Yeah. uh, The Avengers toys. And... Yeah, because... Yeah, I I don't remember the, the order now, because then Mike Peterson also had that rescue scene. So, well, it
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well,
0: yeah. But he is, uh, in the first episode was about him. The team assembled in some ways um, be- because of situations like his. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a good callback and yeah. more than a callback.
2: And I was hoping we would, over the course of the past 100 episodes, I was hoping that we would see more of Deathlock, but I guess not.
0: He works alone. Schedules. <laughs> well, he works alone. Yeah. He'll come in to help when he can, when he's needed. You know, if you need help and if you can find him, maybe you could hire Deathlock. That was a yeah. shout out to you there, Daniel Butcher. No, no Star Trek references. No, no, no. This is A Team reference, just for you, man, just for you, and people like you, and me, <laughs> who grew up <laughs> loving the A Team.
2: Ah, the A Team. I haven't seen that since I was actually at that. I haven't when it was on. I was more interested in My Little Pony.
0: So that's no. okay. You're you're okay. Yeah. I'm I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> okay <laughs> you're still allowed to be here so even yeah. if you didn't like the a team yeah <laughs> but only barely uh yeah okay so i don't know what do you want to talk about next year i mean uh the the greatest it's clip show idea is you know they, they did a good job with that um they hit the high notes well uh I think one problem I had is that this moved way too fast and they introduced the fear dimension. You know, it, it, this episode is kind of one and done. There's a lot of stuff they just threw at the wall and threw right at you. Fear dimension. We can close it up. Blah, 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 blah. And I feel like there could have been more setup up in the, maybe the last episode. And maybe because the last episode didn't feel like much was happening. And then, boom, this is just pow, 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 pow.
2: That is a problem I do frequently see in TV shows. If there's a big episode with a lot of um, things going on, uh, a a big audience-attracting episode, either the episode before or after it will be kind of boring and very slow. (laughs) And I think what happens in the writer's room and in in production is – they're concentrating so hard on the big, like, the big audience-attracting episode that they forget there's this other episode going on here that they need to also work on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is the last we're going to see of this rift because even Fitz said that um, that this gravitonium can only contain the rift for so long.
0: Yeah, it's a very small so, amount. Yeah. And, I mean, they they're talking at the beginning of this episode, like— This could be it. This could be the world-ending thing. Yeah. Uh, You know, maybe it's not Daisy. Maybe it's this that destroys the Earth.
2: I still think it's this. I still do think it'll come back and it will destroy the world. And uh, Daisy will have her powers back. Um, Remember, she still has that thing on the, ba- on her head behind her ear that is preventing her from using her powers. Yeah. Um, Cause she, Simmons hasn't had a chance to take that out yet. Um, I think this will come back and that's what, and she tries to stop it. And that's what blows the earth apart.
0: Well, we'll see. It yeah, we'll could see. be what blows the earth apart, or it could be them trying to get more gravitonium to, really take care of the rift once and for all. And that's what does it or something. I mean,
2: Oh, the gravitonium brought in by the Cree and they make the deal with the Cree. Oh,
3: yeah. We're
0: just gonna have to wait and see. I mean, that's all speculation right now. Um, But yeah, I, I love that they use the, the belt, the, the gravitonium in the belt. Um, that was, that was one of those clever moments where it's okay. Oh, they're using something that totally makes sense. And yeah, it's, it was a good moment. (laughs) There's a lot of good moments in this episode, but it moves so quickly, so quickly. And I, the fear dimension stuff, they had to have something, right? There had to be something, but I just, there wasn't enough setup, you know, and this is a big deal. (laughs) they've opened a rift to a fear dimension. Like what does that even mean? A a fear dimension. So there's a whole dimension that's just devoted to making your fears come true. Yes. uh,
2: I'm wondering. Okay. So we had definitely had the time monolith in there. The space monolith. I didn't see that because that has the squarish holes in it. Yeah. But uh, I'm wondering if uh, – I'm wondering if one of those other monoliths was a mind monolith and the combination of the time and the mind and whatever the other one was created the fear dimension.
0: I don't know. I mean – I don't know. The other thing is with the monoliths, I mean with the soul gem and the you know, all the different gems for the Infinity Gauntlet that we've got going on over the Avengers movies – Um, there's just one of each, but with the monoliths, I mean, what, there, there's no reason for there not to be more than one space monolith or, or time monolith or, you know, or some other monolith that we don't even know about, uh, the name anyway. Um, because they, they were built. I mean, those were, you know, built and created. And so it makes sense to have more than one if they're actually using it to like travel from one place to another. But Yeah, I, um, it just, I don't know, The, a lot of times in science fiction and fantasy, you have to accept the one gimme, you know, Lord of the Rings, you have to accept that there's, that they made those rings in the past and imbued them with all the power in the past, you know, and if you accept that, then you accept everything. You know, you're, you're good to go in Star Wars. You have to accept that the force binds everything together. And, you know, once you accept that you're, you're, you're able to run along with anything that they're doing. Um, with this, it was just a, Hey, accept it. (laughs) We're using this fear dimension because we want to show you things that you've seen before and, and remind you of these things, uh, that affected the team before. And it's not just a callback for a callback's sake. I mean, they're, they're trying to make it an emotional Uh, purpose to, to exist Uh, like lash. Uh, You want to talk about emotional purposing? Yeah. I mean, in an episode that's about Coulson dying and keeping it away from may and drawing away from her because he knows he's dying. And then what's her, you know, lash is kind of brought out as her greatest fear. And I, I wonder if it's more the emotional fear from the relationship that was torn apart than it is, you know, the the monster.
2: Yeah. Um, The reoccurring theme throughout this episode is fear and hope in the face of death. So I think that, yeah, it's that all of these fears are manifesting as representative of something that everybody fears. Like in the very beginning, we see a nun. And then later in the episode, Daisy talks about scary nuns. <laughs> I don't
3: know.
0: Where, where did you see the nun?
2: On the video that the dwarf took before it, it crashed.
0: Huh? I did not notice that.
2: Very quick clips.
0: That's but funny. Yeah, There's
2: definitely a woman in a habit.
0: That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is definitely about hope. Absolutely. I mean, Yo-Yo, when her fear happens or when her, When she's confronted with whatever is coming out of the fear dimension, it's Simmons, yes, putting a pillow on her face. But before she does that, she's like, you should just let Mac go, you know, because he doesn't need something like this in his life. And I mean, it's it's saying, hey, you've you've lost your arms. You have no reason to live. Yeah, you there's no reason for you to have any hope here. I'll help you. (laughs) Let me use this pillow. And I'll help you to get away from all of it. And yeah, it, it's all about losing hope. And, and then Coulson's thing, Coulson's thing was, I mean, he said it was his fear of death. Uh, but it really is this kind of loss of hope, you know, of losing everything. And that everything good that he has doesn't exist. Yeah. It's all a dream.
2: You know what this episode reminded me of a lot? No. There's a Doctor Who episode with Matt Smith as the doctor. And he and um, Rory and uh, Amy get stuck in this. It's clearly a fake hotel. But in each of the rooms is someone's fear that's been in this hotel. And it's a lot of um, fear and uh, facing death and facing your fears and Mm -hmm. such, Um, which we find out, spoiler alert, at the end of the season. Uh, If you haven't seen the end of that season, close your ears now. (laughs) The Doctor's fear was actually the crack in the wall from the beginning of Matt Smith's tenure uh, on Doctor Who
0: and that crack huh. in the wall looked a lot like the rift yeah. into the fear dimension i absolutely yeah yeah that i i <laughs> i felt like i'd seen this before but then again there also is a crack in my own wall here at home that looks like that so it's not unusual Ooh. yeah we've we've got plaster walls like old school plaster walls and wow. i have to figure out how to fix that and i don't really want to take the time to figure out how to fix it um. yeah and then we also have really thin drywall that does not hold up well against 10 years of children so they've got a couple holes in our walls that are just like oh, I hope my children don't look at that and you know just get fear about what is behind that crack that could come out and get me
2: Oh, no. When I'm at home and I see a crack in the wall or a place where a hole was created by one of us, I, I've created a couple, I admit it. <laughs> I think, oh, I remember that time. <laughs> yeah. I remember that time we were jumping around and one of us kicked a hole in the wall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or open the door way too hard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Smash that
0: doorknob into there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree, though. Um I mean, I can't speak to the specific episode you're talking about because I don't think I made it that far. No, I I watched all the Matt Smith episodes. I must have seen that episode, but I I don't remember it. But the crack, it absolutely reminded me of that crack.
2: Did you make it through Trenzalore? What was that? It was the planet where he stayed and he aged very, very old. I did see that episode. Yes, you did see all of Matt Smith's tenure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that was the last one with him, right? Yes. Yeah, that was really good.
2: Well, technically, no, but anyways.
0: That's the one where they showed Peter Capaldi's eyes, right, at the very end?
2: That was the – well, Peter Capaldi does – he changes into Peter Capaldi at the end of that episode. But the first time we see Peter Capaldi's eyes is in the 50th anniversary special.
0: Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking of. I did see the one where Matt Smith aged, though. Because that was yes. really powerful. That was really well yes. done. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and now Capaldi's gone. But we're moving on to good things. So that's good.
0: Uh, yeah. I I have, haven't watched any of his episodes. But anyway, th- back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Th- this is another trope of, you know, letting the characters experience their fears so that we can know what's going on inside their head. And – you know, getting those fantasy episodes. You, you can't do this in, well, you could, I mean, in a, you know, soap opera, like I was thinking like Dallas or dynasty or something like that, where it's just family soap opera, but then they do do every once in a while, a special episode where it's, this is what could have been. This is your life. It's a wonderful life, you know, kind of episodes. And and that's what this is in some ways is, um, what do the fears that are showing up say about our characters? And for yo-yo, yo yo It says she cares about Mac and you know, when a family is affected by an accident like this or, you know, a relationship is affected by that kind of thing. Um, it does go through your head. Yeah. I don't even a small accident. Like I don't want someone else to have to take care of me because, uh, just because I, you know, stepped on a sharp rock and, and now I have a cut on the bottom of my foot so I can't walk. Um, you know, and and so that's that's getting to see inside her head a little bit, and uh, the nun. <laughs> I wish I wish I had noticed that. But
2: oh, the nun! The nun represents for Daisy a lack of family.
0: Yeah, her past.
2: Being in an institution where there is no f- sense of family.
0: So let me ask you this: Then, were you ever considering the notion? that fake Mike Peterson was right.
2: I did for a moment. And then speaking of tropes (laughs) (laughs) for a moment, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. The past five years has been just one big thing of that season of Dallas where it was all a dream.
0: Maybe that's why I I thought about Dallas when I was (laughs) giving you that example.
2: Yeah. Oh, and, um, Again, I was too young to experience that and fully appreciate that because, again, My Little Pony, sh- Strawberry Shortcake, why well, on earth would I prefer I, 19th, uh, nighttime dramas? But
0: I was uh, junior high, uh, like early junior high,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it was – it captivated the world. Like we were talking about it in English class with, you know, like junior high – kids just talking about this. It was all a dream. It was all, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> we we didn't care about anything other than it was big. And it, it was, it was one of those worldwide things that cannot happen in, in today's pop culture.
2: Yeah. Cause from what I remember and from what I understand, um, seeing all those, you know, flashback to the era sh- series.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, that it was not well received. <laughs> people didn't like it.
0: <laughs> it was audacious, and yeah. it wiped out a whole season of. Uh, like, why would he dream this? You know, like,
2: and preposterous. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is why I think people didn't accept the original uh, ending to Roseanne, which. I'm saying that because there's now a reboot where Dan's alive. But in the original ending of that series, Dan was dead for like the last season and everything that had happened in that last season was a fantasy uh, for Roseanne to cope with Dan's death.
0: But, you know, Uh, when they did accept that new heart, when When (laughs) the season finale of new heart, he is they're selling the, the inn that he owns and they're building a golf course and he's standing at the door and he gets hit in the head with a gol- hit in the head with a golf ball and falls over and then he wakes up and he's in bed with Susan Plachet his wife from the New Heart show his show that he did uh. before New Heart New Heart where he was the <laughs> owner of this inn was all a dream he he woke up he he's with his his old wife from the previous show and he says I just had the strangest dream and then he says you know why <laughs> Would you would you ever consider wearing more sweaters because his wife (laughs) on Newhart always wore these sweaters with with uh, shoulder pads in it, and and she just tell go back to bed, and yeah, it was wonderful. I love that show first of all, Uh, and that ending was amazing. It was it was wonderful.
2: Newhart is one of those shows that I do like to actually go back and watch on uh, TV Land, Nick at Night, yeah, TV Land, um. Yeah, and do you know why that worked so well? It's because it was it was Bob Newhart, it was it was well written, mm-hmm. well produced, well performed. I mean, it's just well executed.
0: So you uh, would you have accepted this as a dream? Because no. this takes us back, not just all the way to the beginning of the show. This takes us back all the way to the original Avengers movie.
2: No, and I will tell you why. Because a big Hope about or the big theme about this episode was fear and hope. And if it had all been a dream, then that means that all of that hope was was just erased.
0: Yes, although they could have they could have written in a new hope, so to speak. But the, the reason why I actually entertained it as well, like, are they going there? Are they doing this? Could they do this? Should they do this? And then they cut back to the team trying to, you know, they're talking about him down there. And I'm was like, well, no, <laughs> like this, this whole season was not just about Coulson. It was Coulson with all these other character arcs for all these other characters. And uh, clearly he's not telling the truth. What would have been interesting is if Coulson would have entertained it a little bit longer. Hmm, and, yeah. and we all know it's not true. But Coulson accepting it potentially and saying, OK, well, maybe I am. It, it does kind of make sense. And yeah, that would have been interesting. In fact, that would have been interesting to have been a cliffhanger where he accepts oh, it. Would've... And and then what happens? You know, how does he get out of it? Um, but my, uh, you know, Deathlock, Mike Peterson, real Mike Peterson coming and saving him was also pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that was it was it's fantastic to see um, was it J. August Richards. Yeah. Return. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they also give a direct shout out to they, they, they name directly two characters. Uh, Loki specifically gets they talk about Loki's uh, spear and, and and stabbing him. Uh, that's fake Mike Peterson and then in these flashes to him on the operating table, someone actually says, Mr. Stark said to do anything possible, which was also a pretty clear clue that this was not a dream because – or this was – the seasons have not been a dream, but this was an incorrect memory of him on the on the operating table because it makes it sound like – um Tony Stark was involved with trying to save Coulson, but when Coulson gets stabbed, Nick Fury lies to them all that he's dead. And so as far as Tony Stark is concerned, he's dead, but Coulson wouldn't know that and fear dimension reading Coulson's mind wouldn't know that. And so fear dimension would use that. As, as an element of the fantasy that they're creating for him. Of, you know, Mr. Stark saying to do anything possible.
2: It also prepares people for Infinity War. And that is exciting. What do you mean? Um, Well, it's crossover. There may... I don't know. I, I keep thinking maybe there is going to... in Infinity War going to be some reference back to Colson, At least. So, I mean, if... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is referencing it.
0: Yeah. 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 But
2: also having all of the schedule for the season messed up. I'm wondering how that is going to play out if it doesn't happen. I hope it does. I really do.
0: Well. Uh, here, at
2: least a name drop. Yeah.
0: here, here Here's what I'm going to say. All right. I'm going to say this. Well, my tail fell <laughs> off, but at least I didn't lose it. <laughs> Um, Fair enough I'll I'll definitely play Eeyore I think Coulson is not going to get a mention I think Coulson is not Even He's not even a thing as far as the movies are concerned anymore And when I say that I mean the the creators of the movies are concerned It's just Too much to try and shoehorn in It's not their problem So Yeah Yeah, Well,
2: thanks for noticing.
0: (laughs) I see the silver lining and it came with its own cloud. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, all right. Uh, Let's talk a little about Daisy and May and their reaction to Coulson. They're not happy.
3: Nope.
0: They're not happy. And it's not about Daisy getting iced by Coulson in the future and being brought back to the past against her will. No, they're not happy because he's not being completely forthcoming with them.
2: Yeah. Understandable.
0: Well, they're both understandable when I say both. I mean, Coulson is understandable and Daisy and may are understandable. Um, I don't know. I mean, how do you tell people that, you know,
2: yeah. On on, uh, on Colson's
0: side. But on Daisy and May's side, like he's family. Like he's why would you keep that from them? I love it that they call him out and said you did this one wrong. I love it. Well
2: Yeah. Um my grandmother, um she did not tell anyone that she had cancer and that she was dying of it, and she did not seek any treatment. And that's what ultimately killed her. And we found out after she passed away that her doctor wanted her to pursue treatment. And uh, she gave up for her own reasons, which I won't go into. But um, it really shocked us and it hurt us as a family that she wasn't forthcoming. And um, it didn't give us the chance, the opportunity to say goodbye to her. Um, in a way that we could have. Um, and, and it was ugly. Um, and so I will advise if that does happen to anybody, you don't have to go through the treatment, but you can still go through the palliative care. You can still have a last chance to say goodbye to your family. And um, it's less hurtful that way. So, yeah, there's me on a soapbox again.
0: Yeah. Well, you're on Daisy's soapbox right there. I mean, you're... Yeah. <laughs> they, I again, I, I'll, I'll say it again. I love that they call him out and say, you did this one wrong. You did it yeah. wrong. And he deserved to hear that uh, because they deserve more from him. Yes. And, but the other the other side of that is, I love the storytelling that's happening here because it feels like things that real people would do. You know, and... Yes hiding bad news from your loved ones. Um, it, why because they're your loved ones. Now I I'm not sure what your situation was, but you know, just in, in you know, general kind of situations where why do you hide new bad bad news from your loved ones because you want to protect them from the bad news? You you don't want them to worry about the bad news and if there's nothing that can be done to help him, well, He's protecting them. In his mind, he's protecting them. In reality, he's only protecting them from actually having a an open relationship with him. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, and he was pushing away May and he didn't need to because he even said, I don't want to I, I, – I didn't write it down, but he said that he didn't want her to lose – um, to paraphrase what he was saying, he didn't want her to lose another love. And she said, I, but this doesn't give me the chance to experience love again. Yeah. And I think under these circumstances, unlike what happened with her ex-husband under these circumstances, she would have certainly um, accepted it better because they would have been open with each other and they would have cherished that time that they, they, had with each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, there's, there's two more things I'd like to talk about. And one of them kind of takes this thread. So let, let's go here. Okay. This is my new prediction for the end of this season. I was worried that Colson was going to die. I'm not worried about that anymore. Uh, they said that this episode wrecked people. And I think that they might be referring to the wedding. So like wreck you in a good way, maybe. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, I cried. I admit it.
0: (laughs) I I, I didn't, but um, that's because I have no soul and I have no romance in my heart. Uh, (laughs) According to, to uh, certain co-hosts who shall not be named, but do have a voicemail coming up at the end of this episode. (laughs) Um, Daniel Butcher, but (laughs) my new prediction is that they are going to save Coulson in spite of Yo-Yo's warnings. They're going to save the world. And then Coulson and wounded May are going to go off and get a cabin by a lake while Daisy takes over for S.H.I.E.L.D. as the new director. Because she said there is no more S.H.I.E.L.D., but she was wrong because we saw all those S.H.I.E.L.D. agents walk off of the Quinjet in slow motion. She will take over S.H.I.E.L.D. and it will be a season or series finale. Yes. If it's a series finale, it's to say life together, life together, Fitzsimmons will stay with S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but Daisy and, or May and Coulson go off, live life together, live their great adventure in the mountains on a lake. Um, and the the impression is we have secret S.H.I.E.L.D., secret warriors, and we are going to continue having adventures and it's going to be great. You just won't see it, you know, but if it's only a season ending season finale next season, Colson may they'll show up for an episode or two. They'll act as mentors for Daisy, but the series will be about Daisy and shield and she's leading shield and she's going to have some new, new members of the team. Fitzsimmons will still be around, um, And maybe we'll get some more actual superheroes along with that. And we'll also have Yo-Yo. Mac will stick around. Yo-Yo will stick around. Yo-Yo will have some sort of robot arms or something.
2: I will accept that if included in that series finale package that Gemma is pregnant.
0: But she doesn't need to be because we already know she's going to be. Yeah. Um, Because not only do we have Deke, but we also have her talking about in her vows – Uh, Talking about how um, they're going on this new great adventure of building a family together.
2: Yeah. But Gemma and Leo don't, don't know that yet.
0: They don't. And I don't think they ever will. Yeah. I think it'll be a nice little secret that we know, but they don't.
2: Not unless General Hale tells them.
0: Yeah. Which, that's information she could use. Yes. Against them. Yeah. But that's my prediction of where we're going. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see. Anything more about the whole Colson May Daisy situation before we go to the last thing that made you cry. <laughs>
2: um No, I think that's about it.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the wedding. Okay. And I, I'll I will allow it to happen even though I have no romance in my soul um, and I never wanted this to happen because <laughs> I wanted them to stay friends.
2: <laughs> well, sometimes you do have to allow some romances
0: to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Such as, I know. as in life. They, Come they, on. they turned me around. It was a good couple. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering, are they both going to hyphenate their last name as Fitzsimmons?
0: Why not? I mean, yeah. it's their name already, but yeah. then they'll, they'll, they'll become the Fitzsimmons Yes. Yeah. Or they could just and, drop it and just go by one name for both of them for the rest of their life. Now yeah. we are, we are Fitzsimmons. We are one flesh. And that means we'll just <laughs> have one name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah <laughs> we'll see how that goes.
0: Okay, it but won't yeah. happen like that,: but
2: <laughs> I also liked that um, they uh, Simmons was wearing the only dress in the thrift store, the only wedding dress, because I've done a few times with friends going thrift shopping for wedding dresses in thrift stores, and they usually have at least one, and it's not surprising that there was only one in the store especially in a small town. Yeah. So there's me being a girl.
0: (laughs) I like the little detail of not having a kilt for fits.
2: Yeah. Like that's something you wouldn't even notice,
0: (laughs) you know, Uh, that that's something that a a nitpicky fan might notice and say, wait a minute. Wouldn't he want a traditional, you know? Um, But But the idea would he get one? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My wife's grandfather wore a kilt to our wedding. Um, and that was something she specifically asked him to do. Uh, yeah, it was just, he, he wanted, she wanted to honor that part of, of his heritage. So
2: also pro tip to the guys out there, wear a kilt, put on that kilt. Don't be afraid of it. (laughs) There are good things that follow with the (laughs) kilt. That's all. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> so yeah i uh, I know i I'm gonna throw it back to you as far as as the wedding goes um it was nice i, I like the guys in the back talking yeah inappropriately i mean the, you just gotta be quiet for the ceremony, you know like come on it's it's it was a five minute ceremony you couldn't stop talking for five minutes,
2: you know what um. So they were intercutting the wedding with Hale revealing that Deke is related to Fitzsimmons. Yes. Um, when she said that, it cut back to the wedding, and it was and the camera was solely on Deathlock. For a second there, I thought he was going to look over, and Deke was not there.
0: I did too. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and as it was happening, I was wondering how does that work. And then he's there. (laughs) It's like, why? Okay. Now I'm wondering why did they cut it like that? But yeah, I was, I, yeah, I I thought the same thing. Yeah.
2: So again, even at the wedding where I'm all happy and I'm crying, I'm still slightly on the edge of my seat over something for a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anything that I, Went over too quickly, so we didn't get to from your notes. I'm looking through mine right here, and I I don't see much. Um, um
2: he's dying from necrosis.
0: Um, yeah, it's kind of gross. It, basically, yeah. he's dying from death. Like,
2: yeah. But the funny thing is, there are techniques to take care of necrosis, and 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 there are ways to deal with it. Um. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a little bit more poetic to allow this to happen to Coulson. And I understand he, that he doesn't want to go through that Tahiti sort of alien voodoo process again. I can understand that.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. My, my prediction is absolutely not a, uh, an Eeyore prediction. And so I'm little nervous about going out on a limb like that. But, um, and it's also, I, I don't ship Colson and may. I, I prefer them as friends as good friends. Um, but I kind of, that's my prediction. That's where I see things going.
2: Well, I've kind of been beaten up by the show and brainwashed into it. I'm, I'm okay with it now. (laughs) And you know what? Um, they did have that May Coulson moment where he talks about, "Would you help me into this uh, s- this gear?" It's super sexy. Yeah, that made her smile and laugh. And it's it's rare to see May smile and laugh like that. So I mean, and it's nice to see her smile. It's nice to see them both smiling. So,
0: okay, it is. It is. Yes. All right. Well, we've got three uh, voicemails to play, and so we're going to do that right now, and then we're going to close down this episode.
1: Shield field report.
0: So our first uh, voicemail comes from—I'm uh, not sure which one's first. I believe our first voicemail comes from Agent Coco. Yes, Agent Coco. <laughs> so. Let's play that one here, and let's see what she has to say.
4: Hey, guys. This is Agent Coco calling in. I might end up sending you an email as well, Um, but this episode just has me so excited that I had to call in. I just watched it two times in a row, and... I'm just blown away by how good it was. I'm blown away by how good this show is. I feel like it's probably one of the best Marvel shows, although I don't watch the other ones because they're a bit too violent for me. One's on Netflix. But either way, I love that it's got these really awesome characters, and the characters are so consistent and so fleshed out. I love that the storylines are so beautifully written and complicated, and interesting and engaging. I love the special effects so much, the fight scenes, and I also really love these sweet, intimate moments that just have me in tears and just have me feeling all the feelings I felt. Pretty much everything watching this show, I felt sad. I I laughed. Deke was hilarious. I jumped up and down and yelled. <laughs> when uh, Deathlock came down of the, out of the Quinjet with his band of refugee agents in slow motion, I was like, yes! Deathlock! That was awesome. Um, I'm really glad that we didn't see Ward, which proves that no one's afraid of Ward. Um, All the team's fears, Mac and Yo-Yo had me crying, and Fitzsimmons, the absolute best ship ever, oh my God, what a good show. It just had me feel all the things, and I just give props to the writers for really um, knocking it out the park pretty consistently every week. Uh, for I would say at least the past two seasons. Um, Yeah, so that's it. I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of what happens. I hear rumors that this is the last season, and if it is, I feel like that would be okay. It would be sad, but it would be okay. I just don't want anyone to die. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thanks for the great podcast. And maybe I'll also send you an email. All right, peace out.
0: So first, uh, Agent Coco, um, only three times? I mean, uh, you've heard from Samantha. Like, she's, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just going to have to do better. Like <laughs> <laughs> only you, you didn't really like this episode if you only watched it three times. So, I thought but, she said two times. No, she said three, I think, but uh, is she? yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but I would agree about this being the best Marvel show. Now I, I can understand there being yeah. reasons to not think that because there is fantastic stuff on Netflix, but partially because of the length and allowing us to have those early seasons that weren't necessarily the best seasons of television, but Let us get to know the characters and then as they as the writers got to know the characters, then we're also just kind of building into um, some really fantastic writing using that knowledge that we have and the knowledge that the writers have. And uh, I think it's it's built up into a really, really, really good show, just like you said. So that's my thoughts, my opinion. My thoughts, your thoughts, agent,
2: agent Coco. I am so glad you called in. Please call in again, girlfriend. Come on. <laughs> we really enjoyed hearing your voice. Thank you.
0: It's true. It's true. Get, get some more, uh, light voices in here. Some yes. of these, uh, deep, boring voices. So no, worse. <laughs> yeah, the, the Eeyore voices. <laughs> yeah well at least at least we get good voicemails (laughs) and um no I I do thank you for uh, for calling in and yes agreed I think this is the best Marvel show yes I'm I also I do think it will be sad if this is the last season. I am not convinced that this will be the last season, though. I think this is kind of a prestige show in some ways. Now it's got this really quality uh there's a there's a quality vibe going into the show right now. And I I mean they haven't announced one way or the other yet. Um I, I think that we have one more season. And it's it'll be Daisy's season.
2: I think so, too. I think they can pull off another season. I'm not big for... We don't know if the show is going to end this season, so we'll give it an ending, and then they renew it, and it feels awkward when cast members are missing. Um, but I think if, in this case, if Coulson had to leave, uh, because Coulson is sort of the heart of the show, or he's sort of the centerpiece of the show, if he had to leave... I think Daisy can pick up on on the on the the lead character yeah. sort of
0: yeah i I agree i mean there there are some shows that are kind of limping toward cancellation and then they don't get cancelled, and you know, Battle on Five is one great example where they didn't think it was going to go the five seasons, so they rewrote season four to make it end and then had to write in season five and they they shot the season or the series finale that was intended to be the end of season four. And then they squeezed in a whole season, season five between the final episode of season four and the finale episode that they already shot. And yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they probably made some corrections here and there in that finale to make it work. It was still quality television, but it, it just, it felt like they were, it felt like they were, trying to figure out like how do we extend this another season um yeah and and then there's stargate which uh i I i'm not sure how many seasons they actually thought they were going to be canceled but there are at least four season finales that could have been series finales (laughs) i mean it just it just worked out that way and and that's my feeling is that you should always write toward an ending but make it an ending that you can launch from instead of an ending that ends it and, and it sounds, I, I believe that that's what they're doing. I've, I've read one interview where they kind of talk about it in that way, that the series finale season finale, it could work either way at the end of season five.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, shows where they do have an end goal for the series as a whole, they tend to work out better, um, as opposed to shows that here's a concept and we have no idea where it's going to go.
0: Yeah. Well, that was Babylon five. Yeah. Is he had planned five seasons and then was told he was gonna be canceled after season four. And so he course corrected and then they renewed it for another season. <laughs> and he had to course correct the course correction. So oh wow. Yeah. Yes,
2: yeah, so, um, I haven't seen Babylon Five. Um I've seen some of Stargate, the series. Mm. Um and at Stargate Atlantis. Um I but Another one that comes to mind is Battlestar Galactica
0: <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't get me started on that,
2: <laughs> yeah, really good, strong start, but they didn't know where they were gonna go with that and uh...
0: and they lied, they said they did, and they lied, yeah. and it was still good television, and the finale was a decent finale, but they lied. They were lying liars who lied.
2: Yes, they were. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's hear from another lying liar who
2: lies. (laughs) I wonder who it is.
0: Uh, I shouldn't have said that, but I did. It's too (laughs) late. So. Oh, just erase
2: it in editing.
0: (laughs) Agent, have you met me? Like, I.
2: Um, not I, in person.
0: I don't. I don't edit as much as possible, and so that thing that I just said, it's staying in. But let's hear from from <laughs> Daniel Butcher and and see what he has to say about this episode.
1: Hello, agents. Agent Daniel just got done with episode one hundred. Wish I could join you, but I make you this guarantee: I'm asleep right now. You're recording. I'm asleep. It's true. It's been a long weekend, and it's time for Agent Daniel to go, buddy, bye-bye. So I'm asleep. Agent 100, episode 100, so Colson's dying. I kept, I was tense. I haven't said it in a while, but there you, I was tense. I was convinced that they were going to ha- go ahead and let him die in this episode. It was going to happen. Colson was going to die. He didn't. Whew. But I totally was tense dodging between maybe it was him on the table to, you know, he's going to die in this episode, sacrificing himself for the team. It was definitely, definitely tense. So uh good job with making that happen. That made me proud and made me happy that I could feel tense again watching Little Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, otherwise, you know, it was an okay episode. I'm, I'm, I'm not into the fear thing, the scary thing, the nightmare horror thing like Ben is. I, I don't do scary. I think I established that earlier, so you know that also made me a little tense too. So, but it, but in the end, they gave us a, a something that you need with a 100 issue of a comic, a big event. We did get our big event, and finding out that our Fitzsimmons do have a grand baby. Hey hey, didn't one of you guys call this? I swear, one of you guys called this. All right. Well, I'm gonna get ready to go to bed. Yeah, I know four hours till you record, but I'm still going to bed. So there you go, kids. Peace out later. Bye. Episode 100. It's a hot mess.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> somebody had to say it, but.
2: The hot mess called it that we called it.
0: <laughs> we, 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 somebody did. And, and I, yeah. So, I, I wish it had been me. Maybe yeah. maybe I agreed with it, though. You did. Okay. Well, Whether I, I did or not, I'm going to, in my brain, I, I did. Because I want to yes, feel good uh, about uh, myself. I'm going to pretend
2: that you did. And Stuart agreed, too. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Well, good night, Daniel. <laughs> now been in bed for, I don't know, six hours, I think. But, <laughs> We honestly, I mean, it's been a long week. This is the first time in a, in, in ages that we've recorded this close to the actual uh, release of the episode just because of weird schedules and funky stuff yeah. going on. And um, But even with daylight saving time, we were able to, to make this happen. So that's good. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Daniel. And I appreciate that you were tense. And I'm glad that you were tense. And I'll also say this though for an episode that was about fear it, I, I really wasn't that scared Uh this wasn't a scary episode this was about emotional horror and the emotional moments this wasn't meant to jump scare us it was meant to give some dread to our characters and that's what works for me is is that emotional dread and and it was there but yeah not not scary but least not to me, Daniel, (laughs) um, I'm just going to tease you for being scared about it. And yeah, and I was scared
2: and I was scared until death luck was holding, um, Coulson. (laughs) We're not going to talk about this, right? Yeah. It's kind of awkward.
0: That was funny. That was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They, they did a really good job of, of, uh, um, crafting a very awkward moment.
4: Yeah.
2: And we needed that laugh after the, um, all of that tension.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. One more voicemail and that voicemail is from Stuart.
3: Yay. So this is Stuart calling in about the 100th episode of our favorite show on Tuesday slash Friday night, Marvel's agents of shield. Um, I really liked this I was I'm not gonna lie I was kind of hoping that when when he showed up and was like hey Coulson you're actually living in a dream it would make sense it would it would perfectly describe why it would make sense it's okay if he's actually all dead. I would be okay with that um I'm glad it wasn't. You know, I'm hoping that you know they do. You know me, not Eeyore, That that hopefully he comes around. That that uh, it actually he actually is real and and has been um, in in the same universe as the movies and that's reflected. Um, but who knows if it isn't? I would have rather it been where it was the other way. But if it is, then I'm good. Anyway. Uh other than that I really liked return of Dreadlock. Deadlock? Not Dreadlock. That's the uh that's the that's the Jamaican version of Deadlock. Um but I really did like the I did like it. I I hope um we get to see more of that type of storytelling. Um and, and I hope that I do I'm gonna say this. I hope this is the last season because unless they you know completely revamped a series i I think this story is done or at least close to being done um, so we'll see what happens i I'd like regardless, it's gonna have to be different in a post infinity war era so um, other than that i you know glad to see fritz and Fritz and uh Simmons getting time to knot um that's pretty cute. Aw, uh, look at that. Deeks to their grandkid. I didn't see it coming. I'm kind of okay with it. We'll see how it goes. I want it to be, again, got to be important. If it's not important. It's not worth it. Um, anyway, uh, peace out later. Bye. Hope you all are doing well. Yeah. Uh,
0: so maybe maybe Stuart didn't didn't uh, – wasn't with us when that prediction was made that Deke was related to – to Fitzsimmons or Fitz,
2: I don't know, I can't remember
0: well, he can't either, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. um
2: now I want to go back and listen to that episode.
0: <laughs> I do find it interesting though I mean he's saying, you know if this was the last episode, he'd be okay, in fact, he can or not last episode of the last season, in fact, maybe that's what it should be. We still have ten more episodes, like this is only episode twelve, so yeah. there's a lot of story to come still. And, uh, that's, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see where we're going with that. Um, cause we still have the world ending time loop that we need to put a stop to, but
4: yeah,
2: you know what? I kind of want that rift to come back and then it opens and Matt Smith as the doctor walks through <laughs> I, <laughs> just for the heck of it. <laughs>
0: Or just some guy to walk through and say, hi, I'm Matt. Yeah. You know, (laughs) can't call him the doctor, you know, but.
2: True. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Or yeah, just Matt Smith in any form. He could be the big bad for next season. It's okay. (laughs) Or he could be the reason that the earth blows up. It's okay. That
0: would give us another doctor who is a big bad for a Marvel TV show.
2: True. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh I, I still, uh, Tenet is my, is my favorite. He's the guy I, I just love yeah. him so much, but, yeah. uh, but that, that but 11, wraps up. Oh, go ahead.
2: Eleven's awesome too. 10 was David Tenet who's on Jessica Jones. Yeah. And he scares me and Jessica Jones, but not on Dr. Who.
0: He, was, he could be Matt intense in, in Doctor Who too, though he was he was intense in some moments. Yeah,
2: yeah, but he did, he does not scare me in Doctor Who the way he does as um, the Purple Man, as Kilgrave.
0: No, oh, and he, yeah. and he shouldn't because yes, because he's a genuinely he's a good person actor. in yeah. in Doctor Who. So, um,
2: and he's a he, he's an amazing actor.
0: Yes, yeah. Although I do want to see some of the family drama, family comedy stuff that he's done. And just see how that holds up as well. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to. But anyway, that yeah. I I think wraps up our, our episode here. And uh, yeah, uh, Samantha, I know you have some parting words uh, for us and some words of thanks for us as well.
2: Yes. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, and special thanks to our page, Patreon patrons, Jeffrey, Adzi, and Andrew. Thank you very much. And if you want to be a Patreon patron, uh, go to our website, and I believe all the information is there,
0: correct? Yeah, you just go to uh, patreon.com slash welcome to level seven. Yes, thank you. And you can support us there, and um, we've gone through some craziness in the last few months, but uh, we are planning to do some special episodes that are going to be Patreon patron only. And uh, we'll be starting with a review of the live-action Spider-Man TV show from the 70s. So that's coming up in the next couple of weeks, hopefully before Easter. So um, beyond that, we are recording on the weekend, uh, I believe, that The Incredible Hulk uh, first first aired uh, years and years and years ago, a, a show that absolutely um, helped form my young little mind when I was learning what it meant to be a good person and a hero. So
2: that's where the obsession began.
0: It, it is actually Christopher Reeve is where the obsession began. Oh, okay. Uh, Christopher Reeve and the cartoon super friends. Um, and then Hulk came not too long after that, but yeah, yeah. So I also want to thank our, our Patreon patrons and we appreciate it very, very, very much for, for your help in, um, allowing us to very soon be able to build out our recording process again, uh, to be a little more streamlined. So we thank you for that. Uh, as some parting words, I, I wanted to leave, uh, with some words that that Daniel said to me, actually, uh, Daniel said to me when we were looking at figuring out who could be some co-hosts and and we ended up getting uh michael uh, involved. we ended up getting evan involved you samantha uh, got got involved and and Stuart got involved and um and really, it happened because of of these these wise words from from Daniel that um actually i i I can't believe how how closely uh, Daniel's words to Colson's words uh, from our episode here, but uh he said to me he said and i i have to appreciate it anyway i mean i know he was taking a dig at me uh a little bit but he said i won't be around forever and despite appearances to the contrary neither will you we need fresh blood to lead the team You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on twitter where we're level seven pod and remember the seven is spelled out our theme music is the light fantastic by js earls you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com welcome to level seven is a proud member of the noodle mix network find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think laugh and succeed at noodle.mx Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening.
2: Okay. So before we go to bed, because I really want to go to bed is daylight savings is awful yeah. i do have something to say to to, to you to daniel to mike evan stewart everyone out there just as a woman as the only woman host on this podcast thank you so much for making me feel so welcomed on this team you guys treat me as an equal and that is a huge thing for me. And I think you guys deserve a huge round of applause for it. So thank you very much.
0: Well, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Because the world needs more men like you who, you know, just, you know, you don't need to treat me any better or worse. Just, just treat me as a human being. And that's what you guys do. You're, you're good examples.
0: Well, thanks. I mean, we're hopefully good examples because we're not trying too hard, but we're just doing it, so <laughs> no you don't yeah.
2: no you don't you just do so and that's awesome.
0: oh, thanks. I appreciate that and that beats any post credit I would have thought to do tonight so <laughs> um okay, cool, very uneor so i I appreciate that too you you bring some brightness to the podcast so <laughs> Thank you. all right, well. With that said, it is time for me to shut down this house, and uh, yeah, daylight savings time did did kill us this morning. <laughs> it, it was an early morning and a long one, uh, but I do appreciate that we were able to get this done on Sunday. Not posting yes. on Sunday, but the recording's done
3: on Sunday. So, yes. all right, later.
1: Bye.